Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fit as a Fighter podcast. My name is Trisha. I'm your host. And today we're going to talk about alcohol and weight loss. And more specifically, if you are somebody who has been struggling to lose weight, and maybe you are somebody who does enjoy a drink or two on occasion. Okay. Now, to preface this, I'm not a therapist. I am not a doctor. I am not a dietitian, right? I'm a coach. And I am bringing this from the perspective of somebody who, you know, has struggled to lose weight in the past, who has also had drinks on occasion, you know, especially as a mom, you're stressed out, it's a long day. You know, there's no judgment. This is just coming purely from an educational standpoint and just my my true opinion as a coach to somebody who is struggling to lose weight and they are somebody that does include alcohol in their life, you know? So again, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a counselor. So if you are really struggling with alcohol, please seek help from a professional, okay? Please seek help. Um, And, you know, it is a personal subject for me as well. I do have family members, plural, that struggle with alcoholism um, very, very close to me. So it is a very sensitive topic, but I also think it's something that just needs to be educated a little bit more so that you can make an informed decision for yourself. And, you know, just like how I am as far as nutrition goes, where, you know, there's no, there's no shame, there's no judgment as far as like good foods, bad foods, you know, if you ate pizza, if you ate chips, you know, this is, this goes the same, you know, I'm also one that might have a margarita at my favorite Mexican restaurant, you know, so there's no judgment. Um, This is all just information and just my opinion as a coach. Okay, if you're somebody who does like to enjoy some drinks and maybe you don't know that it affects your weight loss or how it affects your weight loss, or maybe you're saying like, well, I know how to track it in my macros, but maybe you don't know the other consequences, right? So basically, guys, you know, when we when we drink alcohol, you have to know that your body recognizes that as a poison. Yes, it's its own macronutrient, technically, right? There's protein, carbs, fat, and alcohol. And yes, we can count it as a carb or a fat when we're calculating our macros. There's formulas and all of this stuff to make the numbers work. If you're logging your food and you know you pull up your glass of wine, you pull up your white claw, etc. But what we have to understand is that when we drink alcohol, our body recognizes it as a poison, and our body will work to de- detoxify the alcohol from our system first. So that means it will stop. It can't do that and burn fat. It can't do that and process everything else going on in your body. So it's going to shut down those other functions and it's going to focus solely on detoxification of the alcohol, which could be anywhere from 12 to 36 hours. So if you know anything about the other macros, like let's say how protein, when you eat protein like chicken or beef or eggs, you know, it goes towards your muscle repair. That's something that's going to be inhibited. Carbohydrates, when we eat carbs, typically are used to give our body energy, our body, our brain, our muscles, our nervous system. But if our body is shutting those things down because it has to take care of the alcohol in our body, where are those other macronutrients going? They're being stored as fat. So that's the first thing to know is that it does stop the fat burning process. It does stop the other functions in your body because it has to address the alcohol first. 
Okay, so that's that's the first thing I want you to know just from a factual, like scientific, how your body works, you know, wh- how your body recognizes alcohol. It's not going to treat it the same as a carb. So even if you in your MyFitnessPal and you're logging your food and you say, okay, I, I know that my glass of wine, it says it's zero carbs, but I know it's not really zero carbs, right? Or maybe you didn't know that, but basically, you know, because alcohol is its own macronutrient, When we are logging it, let's say in your food tracking app and you're trying to like account for everything you're eating and drinking, you might see that your white claw or your glass of wine, it's going to say like 100 calories, but then it's going to say zero, 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 zero carbs, zero fat, zero protein. And that's because honestly, it doesn't have any of those in them, right? But what we kind of teach in the, you know, if it fits your macros world is you either allocate those calories towards the carbs or towards the fat. Okay, so basically saying you can't just have calories with no macros. You got to assign something to it. So we give you this little formula and say, okay, if you want to count it towards carbs, it's this much. If you want to count it towards fat, it's this much. And you log it and you're like, okay, great. Well, where it becomes trouble is if you are counting all of your carbs with alcohol, (laughs) your body is not going to be functioning optimally, right? What carbs are going to do for your body is very different than what's happening from alcohol and protein, right? And fat. So that's why it's just important to understand it is not the same. (laughs) Our body does not just digest it and treat it the same as everything else you eat and drink. It recognizes it truly as a poison and it works very rapidly to try to get rid of it. But, you know, it does shut down everything else in your body. Now, obviously, there are other things that come along with drinking that are not great for our health or for our weight loss, okay? Let's talk about like the real obvious things that we all kind of inherently know is that when we are drinking alcohol, whether it's one drink, two drinks, more occasionally, holidays, whatever the situation is, it lowers our inhibitions. And so if you are somebody who's trying to work on your portion control, you're trying to be in a calorie deficit, you're trying to eat a certain amount every day, well, when those inhibitions are lowered, you're going to you're going to probably want to eat more. You're going to have cravings, right? So this could be something that literally puts you into a calorie surplus which is going to make it harder for you to lose weight, obviously, right? Um the other thing that happens is, you know, we tend to think that like if we're stressed and maybe we want to wind down, something like a glass of wine is going to help us do that. And maybe you're somebody who thinks like, you know, I really can't go to sleep unless I have a drink. And if that's the case, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but it's also important to recognize that that sleep, even though, yes, maybe it helps you, you know, die down a little bit, it helps you be calm, but it's not giving you the best quality sleep. And we know that in sleep, a lot of muscle repair happens. We know that sleep helps balance our hormones as far as like appetite suppression, cravings. So if we're not getting great quality sleep, A, our muscles are not going to be recovering properly. So if you're in a calorie deficit or if you're in a maintenance phase and you're trying to build muscle tone, then you're, again, you're working against yourself because by drinking alcohol, that's, that's you know, doing the opposite, right? It's taking away that ability for your muscles to repair themselves. Um, furthermore, 
If you're not sleeping great because you're drinking and you're not getting a good night's sleep, a solid seven to eight hours sleep, it's interrupted, or you just feel groggy the next day, then that can literally change the hunger hormones in your body that are signaling. And what happens is when we are lacking that proper deep sleep, it's going to suppress leptin. And leptin is super important. Leptin is the hormone that tells us you're full, you had a good meal, you ate enough, right? You're ready to move on to the next thing in your day where when we're lacking sleep and that's suppressed, we're going to get more ghrelin. And I always tell clients, think of ghrelin like gremlins, you know, the gremlins movie. I don't know if you're old enough to have seen that, Um, but basically the gremlins, you know, if you feed them after midnight, give them water, they turn into like little demons, but otherwise they're like these furry little adorable things, right? So that's you, okay? Lacking sleep, you, you turn into a gremlin because you have more ghrelin. And you guys all know what I'm talking about, where you slept really crappy. The next day you wake up and you are ravenous. Okay. I'll tell you guys firsthand, listen, I didn't drink last night, but I did not sleep great. (laughs) This is just about the sleep side. Has nothing to do with alcohol, but sleep in general for any reason will do this if you're lacking sleep. And I've been about three or four nights in a row where I have not been sleeping great. No fault of my daughter's. I can't even blame my toddler. It's just it's, you know, not winding down properly, not having a good nighttime routine, waking up early, you know, just really, it's my own, you know, it's my own fault. Uh, But because of that today, I'm in that state where like, I'm eating all my normal meals, but I'm still hungry. And what am I hungry for? Something sweet, something salty. I'm not hungry for broccoli and chicken, right? I want that like real, you know, palatable food that I can just snack on, you know? So this is another consequence of, you know, when we're drinking, consuming alcohol, that this is something that's going to obviously take us out of our weight loss goal. It's going to take us out of our goal of building lean muscle tone. And also, because we're drinking alcohol, um, you know, you may have listened to my podcast a couple weeks ago. It was actually one of my most listened to podcasts in a long time on how stress affects our hormones and how stress affects our ability to lose weight. So if you're putting a toxin in your body, that's another form of stress, right? It's a stress on your body, on your liver. It's a stress. So once again, you're raising your cortisol. And if we have too high cortisol, we're, you know, keeping it high because we're stressed. It's raised because we're drinking alcohol, all of these reasons, then that is also going to slow down our metabolism. It's going to downregulate our sex hormones, our thyroid hormones. So, you know, again, this is not to make you feel bad about yourself. If you had a glass of wine last night, this is not to make you feel guilty or shameful. I just want you to be informed so that you know what's actually happening in your body. Because I think sometimes, you know, the way it's marketed in society obviously is a lot different. You know, wine down with a glass of wine, girls night, or, you know, we associate it with with celebrating and holidays and happiness and relaxation and having a good time and, you know, just letting loose after a stressful week. And I totally get all of those things. I totally get that. However, if you are, and this is the point I didn't really get to yet in this podcast, is that if you are somebody, especially who's struggling to lose weight, okay, you're struggling. You feel like you've been dieting forever and you never seem to make progress. And you keep thinking, well, maybe I need to do more cardio. Maybe I need to sign up for hit classes at the gym. Maybe uh, I need to cut my carbs. Maybe I need to try keto. Okay, well, while you're trying all of this this crap (laughs) and you're thinking it's everything else, while you're still drinking three to four times a week, I would start there. 
I would start by reducing your alcohol intake, reducing or eliminating it for a short period of time. I'm not saying you have to be sober forever, but I'm saying I would start with that low-hanging fruit that's having a gigantic effect on your metabolism, on your hormones, on your appetite, on your ability to recover your muscles, right? All of those things can be affected by it. So if you think that that's making no difference and all you have to do is cut your carbs, but you're still going to be drinking four times a week, you're going to be, you're going to be really frustrated when you cut your carbs and you're still not losing weight right? Because you have all of this other crap going on in your body. So again, the guys, this is really just to help you make your own informed decisions. If you are a woman, especially who has hormone issues, thyroid issues, you're in perimenopause, you're in the throes of menopause where your hormones are already going through the ringer. You know, that's usually the time period I see where women, you know, pick up the drinking more often. You know, maybe the kids are in high school or they're out of the house now or they're in college and you have more time to yourself. You're not like running around to a million activities. You can sit down and drink a glass of wine after work, you know? Um, And so, for those women, especially when your hormones are already going through so many changes, some of your hormones are being severely suppressed and lowered, which is affecting your metabolism. Now you're throwing on regular alcohol on top of that. It's it's just a recipe for disaster. So, you know, I would start there and I'm not going to tell anybody like, you know, especially any of my clients, it's not for me to say you need to stop drinking, right? Because it's a very Again, personal, sensitive topic, and I believe in autonomy. That's why I don't give out meal plans to my clients. I don't tell you what to eat. I don't tell you what what should be in each meal. I just give you the knowledge. I say, here are, here are the macros that are best for the goal you have right now. Here are the habits that are going to help get you here. Here are the workouts that are going to make your body the way you are envisioning it to be right? And I'll also explain the consequences of certain things, of course, like alcohol or having too much stress or not sleeping enough, all of these things, right? So it's all for you to make an informed decision and to empower yourself. And, you know, the other side of it, guys, is if you feel like you need to drink because you're stressed, and again, I'm not talking about addiction. I'm not talking about, you know, seek professional help if if that is, you know, something you're experiencing. Seek professional help. But I'm saying somebody that just, you know, you had a really stressful day, like a really crappy day on top of a really crappy week, and you're like, oh my God, that wine is calling my name. That wine is calling my name. You get home, right? Or the kids go to bed, you get that bottle out, you get your favorite wine glass. And I guarantee you're not measuring out five ounces because I don't know if you've been to a restaurant lately where they give you a glass of wine and they give you an actual five ounce glass. The glass stem is huge. The wine fills up like the tiny little bottom part of the glass and you're like, hmm, okay, so that's what five ounces looks like. Yikes. So think about how big a glass you're pouring for yourself that you're probably pouring eight to nine ounces if at least you're drinking one glass, if not more, right? And you know, you're using that as a mechanism to deal with your stress. And what I would encourage you to do is if it's something that's happening regularly and you feel like it may be hindering your attempts to lose weight and to get healthier, is I would highly encourage you to seek other ways of managing your stress besides having a glass of wine, besides having a beer at the end of the night. What are the other things you can do? 
And I'm sure you know them all, right? We all know blah, 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 journaling, meditating, going for a walk, taking deep breaths, taking a bubble bath, you know, taking time for yourself. We all know these things, but are you actually doing them? Are you actually trying to implement any of them, right? Which ones resonate with you the most? Maybe it's taking a nice bubble bath, putting your iPad on and watching your favorite, you know, Real Housewives of Atlanta, whatever, uh, Vanderpump Rules, whatever, whatever trashy reality show that you like, you know, while your husband's watching some sports game and you can just kick back and relax and without a glass of wine, you know, that you can just do something for yourself to decompress. Maybe it's having coffee with a friend. Maybe it's getting your nails done. Maybe it's, you know, journaling. Maybe it is reading some kind of trashy novel, you know, like what's going to fill your cup? What's something that's just going to help you get that feeling of like just disconnecting from the stress and giving back to yourself? Because that's really what it is, right? When we have that glass of wine, we feel like we can just breathe again. We kind of just forget about the stress of the day, but just understand, you know, you don't need that there are other tools you can use, right? So, you know, and again, I, I'll say this till I'm blue in the face. See, if you, if you feel like you need more help, seek professional help, counseling, therapy, you know, there's so many resources out there. As a coach, I'm not a therapist, okay? I am not like trauma trained. I'm not uh, a counselor of any sort, but, you know, I am here to help you if you're struggling with some of these things that may be affecting your weight loss in a way that we can kind of manage it together. So, Again, guys, take this information at what it's worth and just know that alcohol does affect weight loss, right? And it's not black and white. Maybe you're somebody that you're like, uh, you know, we all know these people. We all know these people. I have like one specific friend in mind that she drinks wine and champagne all the time and she's a stick. Right now, she also does yoga. She also does Pilates. She also is like a vegan. She's also, you know, like, you know, she has a very different lifestyle and she's honestly probably just not consuming that much. But, you know, for other people, like I I do have clients that I love dearly that are really struggling to lose weight and they think it's everything else but the alcohol, you know? And so this is, this is for the person that really, you know, you, you have hormonal issues, you know, you already have some things working against you on the card deck. And, you know, this this is something that's just such an easy, low-hanging fruit. It's like somebody who's starting a weight loss journey and, you know, they're, they, they're thinking it's this, they're thinking it's that. But meanwhile, they're still eating McDonald's and drinking soda. And to everybody, it's obvious, well, stop eating fried food and stop drinking soda, right? So, but this is just one that's just so accepted in society that we just feel like, you know, or maybe from your own experience, like maybe you have a best friend that drinks all the time and, and she loses weight. Or maybe when you were in your 20s, you drank all the time and you you could lose weight and you could just wake up the next day and run five miles. But maybe now at 35 or 40 or 45 or 55, it's a different story right? So again, I, I wanted to just record this podcast because it's summertime, right? Everybody loves to have a drink at the pool and go out for Margs and, you know, it's, uh, have cookouts and have a beer. And like, it is kind of the, tis the season where maybe there is more alcohol going on. You know, I feel like it's, it's summertime and it's holidays. Those are like the peak times that we, we tend to socially drink more. So, you know, take this information, however you want to use it, be informed, know that it does have an effect, right? It does have an effect. And even if you're just drinking moderately, but you are struggling to lose weight, it, it is something to consider reducing or eliminating. 
right? So that is it, guys. I'm going to leave you at that for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm actually hiding in my closet because as I started to record this podcast, I could hear the freaking landscapers going on. And I, I don't know if I said this in the beginning. I don't think I did. But man, I've recorded this podcast like two and a half times this week. You guys don't even know, okay? You don't even know. Between my daughter waking up from her naps super early every day, um, one day it was like raining and thundering so loud, the thunder woke her up. Then um, the other time I recorded the podcast twice, something happened with my computer. It froze up. I was rambling for 15 more minutes and I didn't even know that it wasn't recording. Um, that happened twice in a row. <laughs> you know, so I've talked about this to myself at nauseum already. Um, so I'm going to just shut my mouth at this point. And I hope that you found value in this. I really do. And if you have questions, reach out. I'm always here. Um, I'm actually, yeah, like I said, I'm hiding in my closet because I heard the landscapers and I was like, oh, no, 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 you're not interrupting this one. Nope, we're, we're getting this one all the way through. So you guys, I appreciate you so much for listening, whether it's on my phone, hiding in my closet or with my fancy schmancy recording equipment that most of the time doesn't work. Um, please share the podcast refer it to a friend, leave a review. It all helps so much. We just crossed 750 downloads. And you know what? Honestly, that's pretty small for how long I've had this podcast, but I'm freaking proud of all 750 downloads to every single person who's listened. I'm so freaking proud and I appreciate you all so much. So I will talk to you all next week at some point. May the, may the nap gods, the nap gods bless me the rest of the day. Um, and you too, if you have little ones and I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day and weekend.